0: Hello. Hey, everybody. My name is Bob, as you know, because you're listening to my podcast. And I don't know if you know this, but coming to bookstores, that's right, bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Target, Amazon, you name it, December 6th, you can order Monty the Dinosaur at your local bookstore. That's right, my man. If you don't like going to comic shops because they're stinky and kind of sweaty and and maybe the people in there aren't too nice or you've never been to a comic shop and you're intimidated by the process of it, first off, you're going to the wrong comic shop. And second off, you don't have to do that to get Monty the Dinosaur. It's available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, at Target.com. It is available all, all over the wide, wide world web, my man. If you want to read a great comic book. If you want to read a great comic book to your kids, go out and order Monty the Dinosaur at Barnes and Noble, at Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. I've always wanted to say that. Welcome aboard the USS Bona. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. DorkTrek.com. Engage, Mister Manny. Ah, somebody was making that sound, so that means it's a Twilight Zone recording. Cheers. Bop, 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 bop. This episode uh, was called a, uh, One for the Angels, I believe it was called? Yes. Mm-hmm. One for the Angels. I don't know why, but I feel like I have to have the like the bibliography of the episode up in front of me because since it's like an ensemble series, like different writers, different directors, different cast members, like I have to have all that stuff in front of me. So you guys talk amongst yourselves while I get that.
1: Yeah, so I was wondering who was the pitcher for the Angels in 59?
0: Oh, they might so. not have been a
1: team.
2: That hadn't happen happened yet? I think they, they came in with the Mets, right? In the
0: 62? 62? I, uh, kn- I know Mets, that. The Astros. Yeah, I just think, I thought it was the Mets and the Astros. I'm not sure when the Angels came about. But let me let me find ooh, di- this episode was directed by the chief Robert Parrish former oh. center for the uh, Boston Celtics, <laughs> and it's believable because he could be that old. And it was written by uh, Rod Serling, the man himself, yeah. Rod Serling. Yeah.
1: So, did he write most of the first season or the first few seasons? Or I mean, he was head writer,
0: obviously. Well, he was Roll. the creator. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure if how many he wrote the he wrote the next one, uh, Mister Denton on Doomsday. Uh, he wrote the next one, which is the 16 millimeter shrine. Mm-hmm. So, out of the first five episodes, he wrote four of them. Okay.
2: Yeah, and also the uh, California Angels became a franchise in 1961.
0: 1961. Oh. So a year before the Metropolitans by
1: Gene Autry. Yep. I knew the Gene Autry connection, yeah. But uh, is in that video. baseball or? Yes. Okay. Cool.
3: Some kind of sports
0: ball thing. I, guess.
3: I was talking pitchers, and I'm like, ah, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah. Uh, baseball,
2: you're gonna have to know some baseball as we do DS9.
0: I mean, <sighs> I'm DS9. working on it. I'm it's learning part of it. Because what the the uh, the pit the pilot episode of that is basically field dreams in space. Yes. <laughs> like it's a star field of dreams. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's that movie with uh, Robin Hood, right?
0: Love that movie. It makes makes me cry every time. He has the same accent. (laughs) Baseball. (laughs) All right. So, this is one for the Angels, episode two of The Twilight Zone. First aired October 9th, 1959. It stars uh, Ed Wynn. Yep. And Murray Hamilton. Huh? Murray sounds like a butcher. My butcher, Murray Hamilton. Murray Murray (laughs) Hamilton. (laughs) Murray Hamilton. So, you. uh, Oh, go ahead, Ben.
1: No, Ed Wynn, though, I mean, you have to recognize the voice. I mean, he's been in so many things in animated. He was the Mad Hatter in the original yeah. animated uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Mustard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just actually watched that scene before we uh, started recording. Oh! And then he was also, uh, geez, he had the Ed Wynn show.
3: He was in Mary Poppins. He was
1: in Mary Poppins as Uncle Albert.
3: It's like the crazy old crazy old guy that
1: couldn't stop laughing or whatever.
3: Oh, yeah, the yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 He was uh they based the voice of Wally Gator on him. I yeah. mean, if you look if you look at his uh page and it shows like here's this giant ton of stuff he did and then here's this even more giant list of stuff that he influenced.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's pretty cool.
1: So, I mean, he's one of those that if you hear his voice, w- close your eyes while you're list- watching the episode and just listen. You and you,
0: Yeah, I, w- I was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing that. And uh, Murray. I'm doing God, that right I'm now, open. as a matter of fact, but my eyes are open. <laughs> Murray
1: <laughs> Hamilton, you I probably
0: know.
1: <laughs> he was the mayor of uh, the <laughs> island, Amity Island in uh, Jaws.
0: Ah, re- Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, See, he's one of those
1: faces that you're like, who is that guy?
0: Because every
3: single episode of Twilight Zone so far, I watch it and I look at every actor and I'm like, wait, who is that guy? I've seen him in something else, and then we go to IMDb and he's been in like 50 other things that you recognize him from.
0: Like, he put on some weight for? I mean, well, he was a lot. I mean, it was in that was in '59. Jaws came out in '75, so I mean, it was you know 20 years later. Wow, he was in the graduate. uh, hmm, He's been in a lot of stuff. Wow, that's awesome. I totally, like, I didn't the even... monsters on Sesame Street? Yes, he was one of the monsters on Sesame Street. He was actually in the Amityville in <laughs> 1941. That's awesome. Okay.
1: So good stuff.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. And this is a great episode. Um, it's, it's very far-fetched at this point, like, when you watch the episode, and it's gonna happen a lot, is, like, sometimes it'll be real old-timey, and this is a real old-timey beginning because the episode starts with this old, really old man like who has a briefcase table in front of a uh, city hall, it looks like. And he's trying to sell people robots. Mm-hmm. And, and,
3: Including and, the Lost in Space robot.
0: Yes. And neckties. he's selling Robin a robot and he's selling neckties. And as somebody walks by, he's selling uh calamine lotion. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, just- <laughs> I mean, he's basically like a, like he's like a, he's like a Walgreens. <laughs> I mean, if it
2: falls off a truck, it ends up in his box.
0: If it, and he's gonna try to sell it. He's a pitch man, as they call him. I guess as Rod Serling is talking about in the beginning. He's a, he's a pitch man. He made a living selling blah 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 blah. Mister Bookman is his name. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I guess they would call that what an entrepreneur nowadays,
0: or or like an Amway salesman or something, or 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 how about this one a homeless guy, <laughs> a homeless dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See if he was if this was modern day, he would out th- he'd be out there with like uh, bootleg DVDs, and mm-hmm. tapes. in the yeah, and all the <laughs> albums
0: and stuff. I I would like to in think I would like to think of a modern day bookman would be um <laughs> um. um Liz Lemon's boyfriend, Dennis, from, from the Fury Ranger Rock. Salesman. Major salesman. Because he's <laughs> yeah, just a salesman. That's what he does. He just yeah. sells things. Yeah. You know, anything that you can think of, he has a, uh, a pitch for. And he's a pitchman. That's what they call him, a pitchman, a pitchman. And then all of a sudden, they basically tell you right out the bat that he's being stalked by Mr. Death, who conveniently looks at the camera so <laughs> yeah. soon as yeah. say his name. And every time we watch
1: that episode, it scares the bejesus out of you. Yes, <laughs> I mean that because there's that musical sting, and he looks right at you.
0: You're and like, "Oh my like god, that. death saw me!" Oh shit! Oh what do I do? Oh shit! <laughs> oh. I don't oh. think he. I don't think he made. Maybe he made. Eye, I, I know Ben's thinking. Maybe he made eye contact with Jenny. Maybe it was Jenny. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'm so, maybe. I'm safe. Everywhere
2: I go, he's looking at me. <laughs>
3: he's got those Jesus
1: eyes. Yeah. He, he's just pissed off because we want to close the beaches. Yeah. Uh,
0: exactly. Yes, you're not closing these beaches. You'll kill this. This is
2: July weekend. Are you
0: kidding You'll me? You'll kill this town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was said in July as well. I know. So I we're read at the beach I, in New England. There's no re- way we can close. <laughs> I read the book. Have you read the book? What Jaws? Yeah. I have not read Jaws.
0: Read it. Do you? It's a quick read. I burned. It was like 320 pages. I burned through it in like almost like a week. It's really good. It's, now, did
2: they have uh, animatronic issues with the shark in the book as the well? Book, yeah, the
0: pages <laughs> page didn't turn real It was a tough page-turner. Yeah. But the book was really good, man. Like, there's, just, there's deeper layers to it. Okay. But the book is good. Like, you, it gets more into um, into the shark. Shark's internal sh- monologue? It, it, well, a little bit, yeah. There is a little bit of monologue from the shark. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some of the point of view from the shark eating people, which is pretty cool. And then you get the backstory of his wife, which is really shark's wife? Yeah, the shark's wife,
3: <laughs> Loretta. We don't talk about her often. You know. Well,
1: she comes back for Jaws too. Yeah,
0: she's in Jaws Lady too, Jaws. Lady Jaws. <laughs> but yeah, no, the uh, the sheriff's wife. You get a, bit, a lot of her backstory, which is very interesting. Like Shider's wife, Mrs. Scheider. Yes, Miss Scheider Yeah, read Jaws if you get a chance. Read Jaws. So, so anyway, um, yeah, so. I guess this dude's just walking home from his unsuccessful day pitching because it doesn't look like he sold much. Right. I will give him this, though. I want his briefcase table thing for cons. So oh, I can right?
3: How cool is that? Set
0: up my briefcase table. I'm like, here I am. I'm going to sell some shit. Here we go. I mean, I can do it
3: for the podcast. You know. That's what I'm saying. I have the, you know, the mic's coming out of it.
0: Shit. Bam. All Ready to go. Like, why he's not selling that thing, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: the only, only one.
0: No, That's but what I'm odd. saying is, like, if he has one, he must have created it somehow. So, why That's is something you can't buy? You get issued that at Pitchman University. <laughs> right. Get at <in> the convention. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's your uh, sh- your, your uh, spool of silk from Siam. Slowed <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: in one thread at a time. It's by, really just
0: rat hairs. By <laughs> 60,000 birds. <laughs> Uh, here's your robots that you built yourself. You have to construct the robots yourself in your lonely apartment.
1: Well, see, it's like Jedi training, how the Jedi have to make their own lightsaber. <laughs> to be the, the full pitchman master, you have to build the uh, forbidden planet robot all <laughs> by yourself. And once it actually works,
0: you now are a master. I'm a, I'm a pitchman like my father before me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, maybe that's where he got the uh, the, the flip-out case from. It was actually an heirloom passed down.
0: He pitched, I mean, why he's not selling that, I wouldn't nah, exactly. Maybe
3: they're like the Highlander. Maybe you, everybody just has one. You fight it out for, for your time. You,
0: hey,
2: go try
3: to
0: find one now, and then you'll see how hard it is to get one. That's so what I'm saying. You can't just sell those things. The, well, I'm saying Bookman missed out. He missed on his big opportunity because we could all right now be sitting on our <laughs> desks. <laughs> It's like, oh, i got to get out of here. And you take everything and you
1: just go. See, now when you said you wanted one of these for conventions, I was thinking you're not even invited to these shows. No, you just show up. You just show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you get to the end of a row or something. And the, <laughs> place. Shunk, the dork trick sign goes up. And it's just like... Sir, do you have a
3: table? Yes, uh, I do. It's right it's here. Right here. Yeah,
2: it's, on, <laughs> it's on the map. It's written on there. I'm A-A-A. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If I don't work here, I'll work somewhere else. That's why. It's, that's why that's my table number. That's why my table number is written in pencil. It's written in pencil because I can go anywhere you need to. You know, just give me that. Just roll
2: that? around, you know, with some wheels on the bottom.
0: Mm-hmm. This. this pencil comes from the finest redwood tree cut down in California, and the graphite is made in a top-flight graphite factory in Siam. Let me show you how this pencil works. Here, you got this. finest carbon. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he, you could see that he's beloved in his neighborhood. He may by not the be children. by the children. Again, it's a different time. Very different. Very different time.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of got a creepy pedophile vibe for like
0: a you know half a second, and,
3: and then
1: you remembered it was 1959. Yeah, I like, remember the fifties back
2: when older men, older unmarried men, could have children over for ice cream socials after dinner?
3: All um, of the children. Yes. I mean, every I, night.
0: This is. Weird. <laughs> We talked last. I was listening to the last episode of Dwarf Trek that we did, and uh, we were talking about the internet. And Jenny brought up its good points, but I think this is a bad point of the internet, like where you just look at someone automatically go, "Oh, they're a sex pervert." Like that's it's <laughs> automatic just because of the internet, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Just automatic. The thought as soon as he says, "I've always got on with the children," and I'm like,
0: yeah <laughs> You know, they just, he just can't be a kind old man who never had kids of his own and just enjoys the laughter of children. No, he's a sex pervert.
1: Yes. And <laughs> how is he living? I mean, it because stabler and Benson. You said he didn't sell anything. It didn't look oh. like it. And then he gets home, and was he get? You got to think those robots are like the the big money thing. You know, these wind up toys, and he's just handing them out to the kids. He loves the well, children. They
2: shoot out bat gas. So <laughs> the kids
1: out.
0: It's the Cosby model. Wu Tang <laughs> and, and Bookman are for the children. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What's funny,
2: though, is the name Bookman, like, besides being from uh, um, Good Times. Yeah, Good Times. Like, that's burned in my brain now as the, the uh, library investigator from Seinfeld. Mr.
0: <laughs> That's right, Mr. Bookman.
1: That
2: guy was so great. He was
0: awesome. He may have been like this guy's kid, right? He he never knew. He could have been one of the kids that lived in the neighborhood, and he was sad that Mr. Bookman died and he took on his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: He, had a, he had a chip on his shoulder because he, of that. He was, he was
0: bummed out.
1: And now that I've thought about it, maybe the way he's living and paying his rent is from the royalties of that font he designed when he was a younger man. Yeah. No.
0: Ben, I know what that I got gotcha. you. All right, all right. I yeah. uh, graphic. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. jokes don't go over well with me, Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but he had. I mean, for a guy who, again, it's 1959. He, he had he had nothing. He didn't sell anything that day. But he had a pretty nice rent-controlled apartment. Yeah. You know, he had a little kitchenette. He had a, a little, a little wood-burning stove, it looked like, where he kept his plants.
2: Yeah, a you know, nice this, newspaper collection. A
0: nice newspaper collection like every old hermit has. It's probably the, – uh, the newspapers are probably – the front page of every newspaper is Missing Child again. And, this, and he just keeps them all as souvenirs. Yeah, it's just trophy. As keepsakes for every victim that he's brutally murdered. Well, it's,
2: like that, um, it's like that movie, uh, Angelina Jolie movie, Changeling. Like back then, like kids would just disappear and people were like, well, we can't find them. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a we don't care. Yeah. And he wasn't killing the kids because, well, one, these kids live in tenements. So, yeah, you're right. Nobody cares. They're poor children. The yeah. second thing, though, is he's actually selling them into like human trafficking and white slavery. I can't and, get uh, it in the box. <laughs> and, and that's that's how he's getting the money for the robots, the robots. But why wouldn't he just keep all the
0: kids and have them build the robots?
1: So this is kind of like a Santa Claus type
0: sweatshop. Yeah, yeah. Why, I I think underneath the building is where he keeps all the kids like locked up, and he makes them build the robots and 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 sew so the ties.
2: There's like a closed down subway platform yeah. down there that he's yeah.
0: taken over. The thing is, why can't we just enjoy Bookman for? I feel bad talking about him. He seems like such I a nice like, Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable with this.
3: Yeah,
0: me too. Because he's just a nice old man who likes kids. And here's the thing is, I was worried the most- well, the weird about, part is, I started it. The, well, no, I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, well, no, when we were watching these in preparation, like last week we talked about how when you start an episode, get ready to lose a day because you'll just start watching. And I've, I've seen this like four times now. And every time I watched it, I was like, oh, God, if we give this the Dork Trek treatment, oh, geez.
0: And oh, I will say no. this, before we get any further- Martin Landau cast as a cowboy is the worst casting in the entire world, if I can just say, because he's in the next episode as a cowboy, a a skinny Jew cowboy. Come on. Really? I mean, really? What? (laughs) It's like, come on. I mean, what is it? City Slickers? I know. Come on. Get out of here. It's like Howard Stern as a cowboy. Get the, come on. Watch that. completely unbelievable. But anywho, back to Bookman. Yeah, I, I, Jenny, I got to agree. I don't feel right. I don't feel it doesn't sit right in my belly. He is such a nice guy. He is.
3: Talk about our grandfather or something. It is.
0: I know he's just some nice old man who loves the children in a strictly platonic fashion.
2: Mm. Which is a common theme, actually. Yeah. It seems like these older single gentlemen that are really good with children.
1: Well, see, I wonder if they were suffering. Your beam is like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, with Rod Serling writing these, he would have been probably, what, in his 30s when he was writing these things? Maybe. 40s-ish. And so my thinking is like how today things on TV seem outdated because the writers are in their 40s, so our childhood would have been, you know, in the 80s.
0: Wow, he was... hold Hold on, Ben. He was born in 24. This came out in 59.
2: So he was in his 40s. Yeah. No, 30, no 30,
1: 35.
0: 35. Okay, so mid 30s. That's to think he was doing this at 35 years old. I've wasted my yeah. life. That's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't I, I, get to sleep tonight. I have to. Drink the magic juice to go. Well, to why stage. don't you just
0: sit down in front of your typewriter and do some some clink, clang clang clink. clang 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 hey, you know
1: Rod <laughs> never did.
2: He never did a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Star Trek series. It's true. It's true.
0: Yeah. He may have done a radio show, which probably he probably prepared a lot more for. I guess we could look that up in his bio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, so I'm thinking maybe he. Yeah, you know, he he, writers, did ra- he he did radio. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Everybody did radio in the fifties.
0: But anyway, go ahead, Benjamin.
1: Well, I'm thinking that you know. So the reason a lot of these episodes, when they're set in modern times, which I guess would be the late 50s in this, it actually has that older feel to it because the writers are bringing what they remember of sitting on the tenement steps and all this stuff when they were kids in yeah. New York.
0: It's very, it's very. Uh, it harkens back to a different time, man. Like it really yeah. does. Like you have to kind of put all your cynicism for certain things away when you watch twilight zone. Like again, we're yeah, Jenny felt bad about it. And I did too. I mean, he's just some nice old man. And then all of a sudden he looks over and death is in the corner waiting for him. And I'll say this for Bookman as nice as he is, he's dense as a rock because he's like, yep. Uh, so tell me, like I got, I got all this information about you. Oh, what are you a census taker? He's like, yeah, I'm a census taker. Old <laughs> I'm a census taker who
2: just happens to be sitting inside your house. <laughs> yeah
0: you're the man i saw today when i was not selling nothing over there at the city hall he's like that's right old man okay so uh we got to leave at midnight and he says where are we going <laughs> well, time for your departure sir you're taking that midnight train to georgia
3: yeah. <laughs> i, I like that go. he was just like hey where are we going go.
0: i go got on. to go hey <laughs> yeah so um we could have been pips dennis that would have been that was good
2: uh, uh, we love that song. When I was in high school, we used to it all the time. That's my jam.
0: That's my jam.
2: The pips were awesome.
0: The pips were the deal, son. Gladys was okay too, but the pips. That was the hotness. Superstar, <laughs> <did he go> <laughs> <fall>. <laughs> Jenny, you could be Gladys Knight and we could be your pips. That's something yeah. else we could think about.
3: Yeah. No, no. You don't want I to be a, Ben is Ben is better choice.
0: For twenty dollars a month.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll sing
0: Gladys Night in the Pit. We'll just sing Midnight to Georgia. Yeah. Okay, month.
3: for twenty bucks a month I could probably be
0: convinced. <laughs> we'll chore- we, we
2: rotate Gladys Night duties.
0: We'll choreograph some some dance moves, some box steps yeah. and spins. <laughs>
3: We all got to wear uniforms.
0: Yes, and then we'll just get sequenced gowns. And so we all have one, so we just wear them at different times.
1: And see, they're your uh, Star Trek connection for the week. Uh, Since I couldn't find any actors that were on Star Trek, your pips and then your rank pips.
0: There you go. There you go. Midnight train to Georgia.
1: Gladys Knight and the captain's pips.
0: (laughs) She had four of them, right? So is she a captain? That's a captain, yeah. Yeah, Four pips is a captain. So. But yeah, so uh, Bookman's kind of the
2: ship, and I'm the captain.
0: <laughs> I'm the captain. Uh, Bookman's Bookman's kind of dense. He's not really figuring this out, not putting two and two together here. And then he finally just tells him, he's like, "Look, you guys are idiots. When it comes, I'm death. Like I'm here to take you away. I'm going to kill you tonight at midnight." And he's like, "Oh my goodness!" He's like, eh, "It's not going to be violent. Natural causes. You're 69 years old. You're just going to go peacefully in your sleep." Which sounds awesome. Like if when I go peacefully in my sleep. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to wake up
0: dead. That's all I want. Just, just, I never forever sleep. <laughs> you know, Yoda had it figured out. Yeah, I don't want to get cancer. I don't want heart disease. I just want forever sleep. <laughs> 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 That's it. Um, but then, uh, Bookman's like, no, 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 I don't want to go. And that, and I got to give it to death. I think death had a nice thing for Bookman too, much like Jenny and I have. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, old man, well. Because well, th- he's this
2: dumb old man who's <laughs> a nice kid. It's like, all right, like, I'll give you another
0: chance. There's a couple circumstances. There's a, uh, you know, you got to be a hard luck case. And he's like, yeah, I'm not that. He's like, he's, what are the other ones? You got to be a hard luck case or like, a, like, a, like your death will cause some kind of strife. Yeah, like your uh-huh.
2: family, it's going to be too hard for your family.
1: Or you're on the verge of making a, a great discovery that's or right, something.
0: That's right, that's right. So death does not consider these robots or that fancy string. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's already invented. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: I mean, he's got to sell it so they can sell it. And then uh, your man says to him, or you know, you've got to, uh, you know, you got to be on the verge of something uh, life-changing, a life-changing, oh, yeah. earth-shattering event. And then somehow... Bookman sells him on it. He's like, I want to give a pitch. One great pitch.
1: Well, I like his alternatives, though, when he, he starts like,
0: out. Yeah. He's He's like a
1: like a helicopter or a war <laughs> dance. I want to say a Zulu war dance. I was like, <laughs> me
0: too. That'd be badass. C- Coming to America comes out in 1989. He ain't getting an extra 30 years. <laughs> How Actually, many that's, children that's a, would a die?
2: War dance. That's not a Zulu war
0: dance. <laughs> that's a Zamunda war dance. Yeah. Well,
1: I guess you could watch Zulu starring Michael Caine. That came out in, was it late 60s, early
0: 70s? But no, he wanted to see it, and he's like, yeah, that ain't going to work. The helicopter thing's not going to work. And then he sells them on this pitch, and and Death bought it. I think it's
1: because he he mentioned the children, though. He wanted to do something so the children would be proud
0: of him, and Death is like, ah, the children. Where is ODB then? (laughs) Why is ODB gone?
2: There was still one more album.
0: <laughs> there was ODB had so much stuff to do for the children. Um, but what yeah, so he sells he them on it. He sell. He wasn't. He sells them on it and he kicks Death out, and then all of a sudden he thinks he got one over on Death. But no, Death says, "Look, man, you can't trick me. I'm gonna have to take somebody else now. I'm gonna have to take somebody else."
1: He's like, "Do you know how long I've been Death?" Like,
0: <laughs> ever, literally.
1: See, I started thinking that Murray Hamilton, there was like something wrong with his legs, and they were giving the Floyd treatment. They were
0: they were treating him like a
1: FDR. Well, it, you know, like how Floyd, uh, he was, you know, had health issues in the later uh, Mayberry episodes. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever they would get a haircut, he would always be either sitting in a chair at the barbershop shop, or he'd be sitting. They actually would put a stool so he could sit in the stool and cut <laughs> their hair and look like he was standing.
0: That happened a lot because they did the same thing with the original Darren in Bewitched, because he had uh the original Darren had back problems. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess the his last season on the show, a lot of his episodes he was in bed. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he was just in bed. But oh so, God. if you watch this,
1: it's, it's very rare that we saw Bookman in the first part of the episode moving around. He's in the chair and he's bouncing the chair around the room, you know, like uh, the uh, Bookman said, you know, you're, you're showing up in corners of this place that I've never seen before. And then when he leaves, yeah, he walks out, slams the door in his face. But then when uh, he comes back in, he doesn't walk out again. You know, Bookman leaves. And then he's leaned up against the steps. Then he's leaned up against the wall. Then he's leaned up against the door.
0: Maybe he was high. I I think you're just just using this as an excuse to throw yourself on your girlfriend. And then he was Uh, laying on top of Jenny and then he took his pants off and then he started thrusting gently.
2: There's (laughs) that massaging. Suggestively.
0: mm. But Death tells him, he's like, look, I got to take somebody else. And so all of a sudden you hear this terrible noise. get those brakes checked and then there's a little girl who was in the apartment earlier who thankfully couldn't see death now she's been run over by a car in the most gentle way possible because she's (laughs) laying perfectly still on the concrete like like she was placed there like the car just picked her up and dropped her on the ground
2: this crime scene is not adding up
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's really not, something happened well no, because death wants to kill
1: the kid but he ended not want to hurt her Yeah. yeah And
2: he then, had some. he had some time to kill. You can't <laughs> die until
1: midnight. Oh, no, no,
2: no, I'm saying, like, you're supposed to go midnight. You, know, you can't die instantly from a car crash.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: So and then, my thing is, when I see this happen, though, when Bookman takes off his coat, every time I've watched it, I say the same thing. As soon as he lifts her head, I'm like, and spinal injury.
3: Yeah. Right. You're not supposed to move a body after Look, his spine.
0: Bookman knows how to sell robots. He doesn't know anything about spinal injuries, dude. He was never an Eagle Scout. He did no, not. This, his he, well, see, was, he was selling, you know, like poisons to the Germans to get rid of him. He wasn't shooting them or like moving around once they were injured.
1: Well, see, this is the thing, though, is that the, the Twilight Zone twist, the little girl was fine after the auto accident. The the part of it that killed her didn't happen until he moved her head to put his jacket under.
0: <laughs> him. So death caused him huh. to cause the girl's death. He was like, and "Yeah, then, I'm okay. Hey, who's that guy over there in that nice suit? Oh my God, you can see him. That's death."
2: <laughs> There's there a fun fact about that. Um, one of the children who witnessed the accident was actually a young Lowell, the Hammer Stanley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
2: I was I like saw, crystallization I, moment.
0: I, I thought I saw well, Rob over there somewhere too. Hurt in an accident. Yeah. Go, oh, Calphys and Neckman. You know, Lowell, you should do something for her. <laughs> maybe they'll sponsor you. our show. I don't know. Maybe we can, we can ask them. They sponsor everything else. <laughs> Why not? That, or, uh, so, so all of a sudden the little girl sees him and that means she's going to eat it. She's going to, she's going to die. Dead. At midnight. She's got to go. And that's it. And Bookman is pleading with death. You, ha- you can't take that little girl. You can't do it. You can't do it. He's like, look, I'm deaf. I got to do what I got to do. This is my job. Well, he even offers, you know, take me instead. He's like, yeah, you, you, know? you, ha- you had your chance, old man. Right. Yeah. You know.
1: So just like Bookman when he said, you made your bed, now lie in it. Now <laughs> death gets to flip it on him.
2: Well, I kind of like how Death Hex like Q, kind of like the, he has a bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, oh, it's, it's, it's you know what? Human it's
0: human. the death Run panels.
2: superiors, you know.
0: It's the death panels that Obama <laughs> talks about, bro. That's that he. He started with Eisenhower in the 50s.
2: Yeah, it's like okay, we're not getting Bookman's death, so can we trade for the little girl? Is that okay?
0: Well, to get a booster seat? I mean, it's cool, right? <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> But so the little girl's going to die, and then Bookman's pleading, and he's like, You know, at midnight, I got to go. And he's like, Well, we got 15 minutes, so I got to leave in 15 minutes. So Bookman, to his credit, he says, What are you doing out here? Death says to Bookman, He's like, You never know who's going to walk by. I got to sell something. And he starts pitching Death. Yep. And he starts showing him all his ties and his fancy strings and the. And the death f- is a sucker. Yeah, death. Yeah, is, and like, and death is really warm because he's sweating profusely. Like he's doesn't have a good poker face at all. This death, yeah. like his hair's disheveled and he's sweating, and the time like he, is. He got
2: sold a timeshare. I mean, <laughs> he, he <got> I'm good. <laughs>
0: See, that's all I was thinking. is People like with the undercoating on his car and the <laughs> yeah. the headlight gas for the lamps. And he just <laughs> like he got him for the headlights. He's just a total schmo, This death. Yeah.
1: I and mean, he's got a grocery bag full of stuff by the end of this. I mean, Bookman's selling out.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Bookman crushes him, just kills him, and then to be
2: fair, it isn't going out of business sale.
0: <laughs> it is. <isn't. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gotta go. Yes. And then the last thing Bookman sells is like uh, his undying servitude for like four years. I'll be a slave, sex slave. Right.
2: See? <laughs> I'll sell you my body. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll do anything you want, uh, reach arounds, uh, uh, rusty trombones, rusty okay. trombones uh, milky right. prostate death, uh, anything you need from me.
1: Okay, so just so I'm clear, it's, it's okay for the lovable grandpa to be a sex slave.
0: Yes, he just yes, yes.
1: He can't be a kid. Yes. Be a kid to, kids yeah. are off limits.
0: Well, that's why he never got married and had a family of his own, because he is a Homosexual. And back, uh, and back in the fifties, it wasn't accepted like
2: it is now. You can't go to heaven gotcha. as a pedophile, and he goes to heaven at the end of this. So, but as just a sexual weirdo, you can.
0: Yeah, That's fine. gotcha. He he pitches death, and death buys everything, and then all of a sudden it's midnight, and the doctor leaves and goes. That little girl's going to be okay, despite her gruesome spinal column injury. <laughs> He's going to be fine. Uh, somebody somebody buys, her lifting her head.
3: Never walk again. She'll, be alive. <laughs> She'll never job. see
0: um, her fingers, don't work anymore, and she's going to shit herself constantly, but she's going to live. Hey, you got a clasp bag in that suitcase
1: there. <laughs> We're
3: going to have to make her into a robot, a little robot child.
0: Give her a robot body. We'll okay, that would, cool. uh, that would be
3: cool. That would actually be really awesome. <laughs> I,
1: I
0: would pay money to get the robot upgrade.
3: <laughs>
0: me to too. The thing is, no. that guy well, the die. The doctor who left was Howard Stark, Tony Stark's dad, yo. He turns her into a robot. No, that doesn't happen. And then Iron girl. He leaves, and then Death is like, all right, Bookman, you pitched it. You did it. He said, yep, that was one for the angels. Don't. <laughs> and then that's it. Bookman accepts his fate, and he dies. And he takes his little his little thing with him, and then uh, he says to Death, well, you never know what people are going to need up there, right? Up there? And Death says, you're white. You're going to heaven. <laughs> and that's <It's> 1959. <laughs> of course you're going to heaven.
2: I'll be honest, though. That was nice. Yeah,
0: yeah it, was it, a, it was a nice place. touch.
2: Yes, Mr. Bookman, up there.
0: Up it's there. like, oh. it's not like the other it. It's not like the other episode with the gangster. Have you guys seen that one? That's one of my favorite episodes. Or like, everything's coming up roses for the gangster. I don't want to, no spoilers, no spoilers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, death shows up several times through the series. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean the personification of death, not just you know somebody dying. That happens a lot too. it would have been great
2: if it was Murray Hamilton every time. <laughs> That'd be
1: cool, right? It's like every time you see Murray Hamilton's name in the credits <laughs> back in the '60s, you're like, oh, somebody's dying. <laughs> you
2: get on the call sheet and like, oh, can I do a different episode?
0: <laughs> I don't want. I, don't, I, don't, I know there's no repeats, and they're not. But I don't want to be dead. I'm starting to think he might really be dead. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we didn't rate the last episode. Um,
2: What's the rating system for
0: Twilight? I don't know. We haven't come up with one. I guess there's five dimensions because he mentions it in the credits. There's the fifth dimension. I guess the fifth dimension is good. The first dimension stinks. I'm going to say this is a third dimension. I like it. Three. I'm going to say three. That looks delicious, by the way, Anton. That's
3: my wife. She's amazing.
0: (laughs) Your wife is a piece of cake?
3: Yes, she is. And delicious. Very very well. (laughs) I'm married Oh.
0: I'm gonna say th- I'm gonna say three and a half uh, uh, dimensions for this episode. I like it. It's weird because like the girl doesn't die instantly getting hit by the cars. That's kind of strange. Like she she's gonna die later from her injuries, which is kind of weird. <laughs> but it's a cute episode. It's very cute. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- three and a half dimensions for me. What do you say, Anton? I'm
3: gonna give it a solid five. Oh, this wow. is uh, from all the ones I've seen. This is like my absolute favorite so far. Okay. I've been watching the shit on I just <laughs> I love the death personification. I think the story is really cool. I like that it makes you think past the episode, or at least it did for me, because now Death has like a death has like a servant. And there's a whole lot going on there, like in my head, where where exactly does that go? Wait, Not just the sex based stuff. <laughs> It's kind of like Death has an Alfred now. So there's like a dude who's like, when Death comes home from reaping a soul, regardless of what happened, there's a guy who's there who's like, hey, let me get you some tea. Let me get you a cake. You want your tie? Whatever. But I mean, I really, everything about this episode is awesome to me.
2: Or Or maybe he's such a great salesman that Death just has him like, when people are being difficult about dying, he's just like, I'll just convince this guy to die.
0: (laughs) Come on, (laughs) just do it. I don't want to get my hands dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me go get the manager, <laughs> the manager. <is> <laughs> All I right. Tickets in the garden tonight. <laughs> what do we have to do to get you in death? What do we have to do to get you in this death?
1: I right. see. I'm, I'm not really an expert on uh, late set uh, leukemia, but uh, a, f- a friend of mine is. And so if I could have him come down and, <laughs> oh. and, and look, if you don't mind, see what,
0: see what we can give you. So what do you think, Ben and Jenny? What are your ratings of the episode?
3: I'm going to give it a solid four. I really okay. liked it. It, you know, had its flaws. It wasn't the, you know, my favorite Twilight Zone or anything, but it was, it was cute and it was fun. And I, you know, I this is one of the ones I would go back to and watch. Oh yeah, over and over again.
0: And
1: so. see, I've seen this multiple times over the years. And again, I didn't know this was the second episode all the times that I've watched it prior to us, you know, watching yeah. the order kind of thing because. They're very episodic, so you can watch them pretty much in any order. Which
0: is the cool part of Twilight Zone,
1: exactly. And so this, for me, I've seen over the years many times, and it's always kind of a that happy sad episode where you, yeah. you know, you're like, ah, oh, he died, and the kid got hurt, but you know, the kid's going to be okay, and he's going to heaven, and you kind of feel good at the end yeah, of it. He had a good life, and so that's always made me, you know, think very highly of. It. So I, I definitely give it a solid four.
0: There you go. All right. Well, there you go. That's the episode. It is called uh, Pitch for the Angels. And again, not every old man that you meet is a pedophile. If he's single and likes children, it doesn't necessarily mean he wants to have sex with a child. He might just be death's concubine. Yes, he might just be death's bitch. we'll leave leave you with that and we'll talk to you guys soon thank you for supporting the podcast Uh, the next episode of Dork Trick will be out whenever it happens and uh, that's that everybody so say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody. everybody